Welcome to the Live Your Bloom podcast, where I interview people stepping out of their comfort zones to fulfill old dream seeds or plant new ones, regardless of age. I'm always interested in the challenges and successes of those people. And I also interview people who have specific interests or programs and things that could benefit us on our journey to our bloom. Hey, I got a question for you. Do you spend your days on the hamster wheel of work and life just so you could put food on the table? Do you often feel stuck and overwhelmed? I know I do. Andy Tor did, and when he figured it out, he made it his mission to help other men achieve and receive more in work and life with a program that he calls the League of Remarkable Men. And he's my guest today. Welcome, Andy. Hi, Sharman. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. So uh, let's start off by just giving us, uh, my, our listeners, just a little bit of background on where you've been, what you've been up to, and how you got into this. Sure. Uh, so I've been working as a coach since 2017. Uh, started out as a business coach. I made a decision to leave my corporate job and do more of what my my passion was, which mm. is working with people and helping them build better lives. And so I originally intended to help people build better businesses by giving them relationship marketing coaching and business strategy coaching. And over that time, I had the opportunity to speak with a lot of men in particular who were, the, the expression I like to use is they, they looked good on paper. Everything was all good in their lives. They had a decent amount of money. They had a business or a, or a career. Uh, they had the family and they had ticked a lot of the boxes that men are supposed to tick in life in order to, <laughs> to be uh, approved of, I suppose. Uh, and I noticed that some of those men, quite a large portion of them, despite their external success, were still feeling stuck, were still feeling unfulfilled. Uh, some of them were even bored. You know, they, they had so much abundance around them, and yet there was something internal that was driving them and, and leading to a sense of dissatisfaction. And when I dove into that through some deep conversations of what I realized is that there was a, uh, I suppose, a, a set of internal skills that men, for the most part, are not taught anywhere else in life. And these are the the skills that are really necessary for us to achieve a type of balance in our lives, a type of fulfillment. And without that, we spend, like you said, we spend our days on the hamster wheel. We spend our days uh, protecting and providing and accumulating things. And there's, there's no real purpose to it other than the responsibility of providing for our families. And that's what leads to that sense of emptiness. So when I realized that not only was that a problem that I had myself uh, as I moved into my mid to late 40s, I was also seeing it all around me that there were a lot of men who had this problem, what I call the, the now what problem. They had reached a certain stage in their life where they had done everything that they had been told to do. They had checked off all the boxes on the man to-do list, <laughs> which we get early on in life. Hey, if you want to be a man, you have to go and get an education and find a career and make some money and get a house and start a family and settle down. And if you do all of those things, then you will have graduated into manhood. That's the expected thing that men are supposed to do. We protect and we provide. Mm. 
all of that stuff is mechanically fairly easy to do by the time you're 35 to 40. Most people have done it. But there's a big gap between those items on the checklist and the next thing on the checklist, which is retire. There's about a 30-year gap between start a family and retire, and no boxes to tick in that span of time. And that's where things get a little bit dangerous for men, uh, because we get into not the to-dos, but the to-don't list right? Don't lose your job. Don't run out of money. Don't mess up your marriage. Don't uh, alienate your kids. Don't uh, let any of the stuff that you've accumulated go. So you get into this, this resource protection, this provider mode. And that's where a lot of men find themselves in midlife, spinning their wheels. And life feels a little bit like an obstacle course. And in my case, I found a way to move from that obstacle course into feeling like life was a bit more of a meaningful adventure. And I did that by rebalancing myself, uh, not just focusing on business mechanics, not just focusing on making money, but also introducing some really important themes of mindfulness and mindset and healthy movement and a good dose of emotional intelligence to help me in my relationships. And that provided a reset for me in midlife that put me back in the driver's seat, gave me a lot more choice, a lot less obligation, and a feeling of purpose and direction that I could then take into the second half of my life. And that's what I do with the League of Remarkable Men. I built a program mm -hmm. around that experience, which I've seen in so many men, and invited men to come and mastermind with me for six months and to build those internal skills, to build that internal guidance system uh, so that they could find more meaning and more purpose and more adventure in life. Yeah. And I, of course, I can relate to it because um, you don't have to be a man to feel all that, you know, but uh, but but we we have our separate challenges, women and men, uh, what it means to be feminine, what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a man or manly or what's expected of you. Uh, women are just changing their roles all the time. I get a big kick out of those movies I see, uh, like think like a man. What does that mean? That's a movie where the woman becomes totally successful because she's going to think like a man as if that's a negative thing, mm. you know, you know. And then I also find um, uh, people go through, oh, you like that movie, you know, that movie, Seven Year Itch, you know, where it's, it's almost like the old Peggy Lee song. Is that all there is? Is that all there is? Well, if that's all there, you know, and, and it's true that you, you accomplish your goals to a point uh, and you, you ask yourself, well, okay, I don't know why I'm not jumping up and down for joy right now because this was on my list of things to do and I did it. What else is there? And and like in my program, I always believe there's more, you know, there's that other thing, that other thing that would fulfill you so much because we're not always fulfilled from our day gig. Not always. We, we may be very good at it and we may love getting the raises and we may function well, but that's not the whole person there's still something else that you may want to do that you may think is foolish or um, cost too much money or, you know, any, any of those things. And, um, and yet, and yet it's in your head. You want to do more. You just don't really know where to begin. You might even feel a little bit guilty because the kids need that or they need this or the car needs this, or we need a washing machine, but those are all things that will get replaced but you can't replace that intangible 
Absolutely. And you know. that's the intangible that everything comes from, that's the wellspring. And yeah. to your point, I don't mean for a moment to minimize the experience of women. I know that women oh, no. are having- I was, I was teasing. I was teasing. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I chose to work directly with men is because women build community instinctively. You know, when, when something is not right, you will find groups of women talking about the thing that is not right and masterminding on that and helping one another out. Yeah. Men tend to do the opposite. We yeah. tend to retreat into the man cave, push everything down because we're not equipped with uh, the skills to be able to identify, first of all, what's going on inside of me. Secondly, how do I communicate that? And then thirdly, there's very rarely a community in which it is safe and acceptable to have those deep and meaningful conversations. And I, honestly, one of the greatest compliments I got from a client was he told me that the League of Remarkable Men is a safe and comfortable place where he can have the kinds of conversations that he only ever has in his head. And oh, we wow. can have more men having those types of conversations yeah. and we can have fewer men very quietly in crisis. And that ultimately that's, that's the larger societal issue that I'm mm -hmm. trying to address with this program is to give men a, a forum to be able to come out of their basements, their garages, their man caves and say, Hey, mm -hmm. you know, this is, this is hard for me and have other men hold space for them and to encourage them because ultimately we are all, all of us humans are going through the same thing and we have a very gendered lens on our experience. So a, a community for men is just that safe and comfortable place for them to yeah. just unpack. And of course, a, a lot of uh, groups, and I have talked to a lot of people who have programs, a lot of them are dominated by women. They really are. There may be men in there, but, but there are uh, many groups that are specifically for women or just happen to be for women because women will reach out I need to talk. I, I feel this. I feel that. We're very comfortable recognizing that, you know. But I do think all of us go through a period of time where we bury. We bury it. There's a, per, there's a part of our life where the responsibilities can be overwhelming. We may have a family with a, a, a sibling, I mean, a child or someone in our family or a husband or a wife who's needing, who's physically not well a child who's been challenged by something that is making life difficult for them. And so it does, we would feel like, oh, this is just not a good time to pursue that thing that I want to do. And what happens, you know, days become weeks, become months, become years. And, and, and I'll be honest with you. And I mean, I was like, say, mm, 62 when I did my first solo CD. And I should have done it when I was 25. I just, there was just stuff going on. I wasn't ready. I wasn't this. I had stuff to work through. Uh, and I'm glad that I did. And I'm grateful that I did. So when I talk with people, trying to help them develop schedules to, to make that me time, I don't want anybody to wait to 62 to, to do that, you know, to, to live that, to they, they plant the dream and then they never nurture it, you know? So um, I think it's great that you, that's why I wanted you to come on the show. Cause I, I thought it was wonderful to have just a total male oriented program specific to men. One of the things that I find, I'm sure this is true for women as well, but with, with a lot of my clients who show up, they are, they are, they are drifting. They have done the things that they believe others expect them to do. And mm. they have adopted these, these roles in life, like father or husband or employee or what have you. Mm. And all of those roles are, are very much defined by how other people see you. 
and not by how you see yourself. And so one of the main things that we get into very early on in the program is purpose. So many men believe that their purpose is to protect and provide. It's not the reason they're here. It's not their life's purpose. It's a function. It's something that they do. It's a role that they play, mm -hmm. but it's not the reason they're alive. And they're alive. And when we, we run into trouble, when we as men or women make protecting and providing our primary reason for existing, because then we are pouring into others without pouring into ourselves first. Right. And, and so therefore we're pouring from an empty cup. And yeah. so that's an analogy I like to use because my program is all about helping men fill up their own cup first so that they can pour into others. And a big part of that is identifying what's your life's purpose? What is the, what is the guiding light in your life by which you can make decisions, by which you can uh, choose the direction of your life so that you're moving in a direction of choice and not being pulled along out of obligation to other people. Right. And it's funny, you know, there are people who you would look at who, who look very successful. They've got lots of money. They've got a business. They've got a family. Like everything is perfect on paper, but they don't have that purpose and they don't feel fulfilled despite their quote unquote success. And that call just gets louder and louder and louder as we get later on in life. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It do And it doesn't go away. Um, and it can be something big. You want to write a book, you want to do a movie, it can be something like that, it can be something very small. I mean, I, I know a woman that just wanted an hour and a half of uninterrupted reading every night. So she set up her chair, her area, she wanted to put a glass of sherry over there. And she said, I just want to read the books by the great authors. I never did that. And so what she had to do was draw her boundaries. When you see me, I always say, tell people, when you see me in my area, my spot, unless you have blood coming out of your head, honor me with the time and I will do the same for you. Or, or recently, I, I went to my insurance man was had to make an insurance change on something, and I've always thought, wow, that's that's a hard job, you know. Nice guy, but I hadn't seen him since before COVID, and I went there. I couldn't even walk in the building because it was filled with food because he got totally involved with his purpose, which was to feed needy, help needy people. And he has two or three people doing his insurance work to keep the place going, but his purpose, and he just surrendered to it. And he has young kids, you know, but this is what he's doing. And he told me, I think that my kids respecting what I'm doing, seeing I have a purpose outside of them is really a healthy thing. So when I say I'm going here to do blah, 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 um, they respect it. Yeah, okay. I, I think that's so important to, yeah. to keep us motivated in life is, is to have something that's larger than you. Yes. Um, you know, I, this is a very important component of my own life's purpose, which is to expand myself so that I can help other people expand. Mm -hmm. I expand my life and then I help other people expand their lives through my coaching and my mentoring and my community. Mm -hmm. I'm no good to anyone if I'm not expanding my life. So it's those little choices that I can make every day. Is this thing that I'm choosing expanding me or is it wasting my time? Is it diminishing me? And I just choose the activities that contribute to my growth, contribute to my expansion every single day so that I can be in a place where I can offer service to other people. It doesn't have to be very, very specific in terms of having a life's purpose. You don't have to identify a, a vocation 
or a cause or anything like that. You just have to make sure that you are first and foremost in in that purpose. Right. Before, in addition to helping other people. I mean, all almost all of us are here to help others. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. Amazing. But putting yourself in that picture first in order to be able to help others is the piece mm. that most people miss. And uh, are you still uh, practicing yoga? Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's one of those things I gather that yeah. you yeah. Are you still uh diving with sharks? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done with sharks for a long time. That was a one of my most memorable jobs that I, that I ever had uh which was working at the Vancouver Aquarium about 20 years ago. Uh-huh. And um I I had two great loves. I I loved scuba diving and I loved teaching people about marine conservation and those two opportunities came together at the time i have a a zone of genius that has been a thread through my life which is to be able to take abstract concepts and explain them in a way that makes sense to people mm. and that served me when i was teaching about marine conservation it served me when i was working in higher education for a number of years it also serves me as a coach because i can take abstract concepts about mindset or mindfulness or emotional intelligence and make them relevant and relatable. So the uh the shark diving was just really fun, really exciting. I never had any misadventures in the in the Good to know. <laughs> but it was it was a lot of fun and uh just gave me a great deal of joy at the time. And and I think it would uh help our listeners to know that you do have family responsibilities. You are a father of 3. Um and and these are relatively young children, I believe. So, yes, yeah, my yeah. T- children are young, and and you know, for the last year and a half, they've been at home with me uh, doing virtual school, and so we've yeah. been a very very nuclear family, very hands on, and they are my greatest teachers. They teach me a lot. Yes, uh, you had mentioned a few minutes ago uh, the importance of setting boundaries, and I'm I'm not sure whether you realize how few men know about setting boundaries in a relationship it's not something that is taught to us it's not something that comes yeah. instinctively for most men and we tend to go into relationships blind not understanding what boundaries are with our spouses what boundaries are with our children what boundaries are with our work and so that's something that leads directly to overwhelm because we feel a sense of duty and responsibility to everybody around us and we don't know how to say no we don't know uh, when to say uh, decline things that are unhealthy for us that that knock us out of our purpose or knock us out of the center of our lives, and so that whole mm-hmm. concept of setting boundaries and practicing that regularly mm-hmm. is a very important part of being a being a parent. Certainly for me as a father, uh, but it's also an important part of just having any relationship with anyone is knowing True. where you True. at and what your values are, what your non negotiables are, and right. how to put them in place. Right. That's true. That's true. And when you stop working a day job, which I retired a couple of years ago, now your time is your own. So how are you going to use it to yeah. do to do that thing that's been tugging at you, nagging at you to do? You'd be surprised. It's challenging. That's why that's why I help people develop those those schedules, which, yes, we want to see our grandchildren. We want to see everybody. But um, I kind of make it known, like morning is my time. So, you know, let me and hit me up at night or something like that. But I try to come up with a schedule. When am I going to take my walk? When am I going to do this? When am I going to do that? Next thing you know, 24 hours is done. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like, am, am I closer? Did I did I inch a little closer to those passions that were unfulfilled? 
you know, did I make time to learn a little bit? Did I make time to give back a little bit? Has my day been in balance? And um, it's challenging. It's challenging. Yeah. yeah we, we do love to sabotage ourselves, don't we? We, oh, we tend, we to, sure have, do. tend yeah. to have bad habits around, around <laughs> those sorts of things. And, and, you know, if you trace those habits back, a lot of them go back to beliefs that we acquired in childhood. Yeah. about ourselves and about the world. And so one of the reasons why the League of Remarkable Men is a six month long program is because we take that time to really go deep into some of those limiting beliefs and actually reprogram the operating system that is our mind that's driving yeah. some of those habits. And of course our habits and our beliefs are responsible for all of our results in life. Those things that we do automatically that we've just right. learned over a lifetime. Right. So, you know what, what we could, I would like you to introduce uh, the program you have coming up. You have something coming up just next week, I believe. Um, yeah. So I've got a, a workshop coming up on the 17th of June and mm. it's uh, the, the topic of the workshop is called a life well-lived, the men's guide to finding your purpose. And the whole idea here is that we are going to spend um, 60 minutes together, the 1 PM on June 17th Eastern uh, to really dig deep into our purpose for being here, that that overarching, uh, what it, what you might call a, a guiding light, a, a north star for your life, that makes you feel as if you're here for a reason, and you're a big part of of your own life's story, and you're not just here to take care of all of the people around you. And once you can get clear on that purpose and maybe even cast a vision for what the next few years of your life look like, then you actually have a framework for making decisions to move forward, right? So if you see yourself, uh, for example, as, uh, as, as an author and you can create a vision for yourself a couple of years from now, having written a book, then you can hold that in your mind and motivate yourself more to write a book rather than if you didn't know what your purpose was, if you didn't have clarity on what things were lining up for you and and you were just spinning your wheels every day and on that hamster wheel and just trying to get through the days and maybe one day you would write a book so we go from wishful thinking mm -hmm. or daydreaming to a a purposeful intention and moving forward with some some purpose and some urgency and so this is a one-day workshop is it? uh, it's actually only only an hour yeah right? we're just gonna we're gonna talk about okay. the, the importance of purpose and we're going to go through a purpose exercise that i use mm. with and do a little bit of mastermind and do a little bit of sharing with people who are on the call and see if we can help the people on the call just get a little bit of clarity towards why am I here? What am I doing? What's the most important thing for me in my days? And then mm -hmm. making choices against that guiding purpose so that you're only doing things that are moving you forward and you're not doing things that are, are diminishing you. So I will have all this contact information on the page that will accompany this podcast, but maybe if somebody's just listening, you can tell them where to get in touch with you for this program. Absolutely. Yeah. Just check out andytor.com forward slash workshop. That's, well, that's A-N-D-Y-T-O-R-R.com yeah. yeah. forward slash workshop. It sounds great. It sounds uh, very beneficial. Um, yeah. I, I, I have enjoyed this talk so much, and um, I'm sure you're going to have lots of people who are going to take advantage of it now that we're starting actually to come out of COVID pandemic and we've been shut away. I think a lot of people are reevaluating how much, how they want to reenter life. 
what they want to do with their time, where they want their time. I, I really think people are going to reprioritize. I completely agree with you. I think this has been a powerful time for spiritual renewal, mm -hmm. uh, certainly for myself. And I think a lot of people have really questioned the lives that they've been living in the past because we've, we've been forced to stop and reflect and evaluate. And mm -hmm. we now have the opportunity to choose new directions mm -hmm. if we want that. If we want that, yeah. So yeah. this workshop will help anybody who's maybe not quite sure about a direction and not quite sure about where to go from here. Maybe they're struggling with that what now question. Mm. Um, come on to the free workshop. It's just an hour of your time and I'm sure you'll get some clarity out of it. Okay. So thank you so much, Andy, for coming on the show. Um, I've really learned a lot and really enjoyed this talk. I do hope that some of our listeners are going to take advantage of this workshop because it sounds terrific. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to be here, Sharman. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, I look forward to seeing some of your listeners on the workshop. Okay. Happy blooming, everybody.